Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the Jerko's Podcast. My name is Daniel Joseph Simone with my colleagues. Bernard Pretty Boy B. Matthew Big Baby Runs. Vinny Bag of Donuts. <laughs> this is a very special podcast because we just recorded uh, a good hour of content for you wonderful, wonderful subscribers. But as with all podcasts and all great works of arts, there's always some hiccups. There's always some growing pains like the 1990 show is. Not step by step, but growing pains. And so it didn't record. And you know what we're doing? We're doing another one for you guys. You're wel- back to back. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I thanks. wasn't pointing any fingers. Give it to him again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it happened. It happened to be your favorite cousin, Mr. Bag of Donuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My cousin. I'm in the uh, the figurative jail, as so to speak, the podcast jail. The, the proverbial doghouse, <laughs> if you will. He just looks so defeated. Uh. <laughs> you do. You do look defeated. My life's in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lie. I'm living a lie. Just turn around. And My get, life is a lie. Get inspiration from that magnificent painting behind you. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Babs. Pain Always looking out. So is it By the like way, that? That painting, the artwork on that painting, should be the cover of our podcast. Oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It should be. So as a uh. as a means to apologize, should I go first? <laughs> <laughs> if you if you got a topic, go yeah. for it. If you need a minute, well, this topic kick us off, baby boy. This topic hits home to me. How Garage Band yes. works. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you said that because as soon as I put in my headset, it stopped recording. But it's fine now. I don't know what that blip was, but we're we're golden. This. Is actually nothing to do with the Garage Band, but it has everything to do with YouTube. So Daniel, I know you're very excited about this, but um, love me some YouTube YouTube's. for where those videos yeah. are. What's that? Site? I don't know. With the, with the yeah, videos? the YouTube's, the moving photos, the moving photos. YouTube <laughs> has uh, need to update their their shit with. Um, there's some of their policies. I don't know if you guys are aware, but lately in the past year or maybe two years, they have been having a lot of issues with the LGBT community. Um, LGBT obviously stands for, for those of you who don't know, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and you can include queer, questioning, you know, I call it alphabet soup because the numbers and letters keep on growing. Um, and I say that lovingly. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, YouTube has been accused of anything from an actual running anti-gay ads on LGBT content creators' pages before the videos actually uh, start, as you guys know with the you know the advertisements that come, and you can skip it because they're all annoying. This could potentially be harmful because there are impressionable people who perhaps are going to these, these content creators' websites and whatnot to have some sort of solace and understanding about maybe questions or of their own sexuality and how damaging that can be if, if someone says, you know, they're going to hell and all these other implications that are horrible. But furthermore, YouTube has also demonetized a lot of LGBT content strictly because of their kind of um, adult slash um, restriction settings. And YouTube's all about algorithms and algorithms always have bugs, which is fine. Um, so they are updating as of i think 2017 this algorithm that kind of restricts mature content and now that's very vague for i guess for a a purpose and um restricted content mature content varies from person to person but somehow along the way the lgbt content has been looped as a just a topic of maturity that is not commonplace in everyday life it's not i mean even in our world of politics today, you go and you teach a, a same-sex couple book to the elementary, people have issues with that. So I guess that's why one can understand that isn't, that's a problem. So um, there's been a lot of uproar about the LGBT YouTubers and, and sent like that. And um, I guess my question is, YouTube is a private company, right? And, and they can dictate and what's on their platform as a right to them. And, you know, people like to say, oh, it's free speech and all that. But no, it is a corporation. So what type of responsibility do you think YouTube has to maybe society or specifically to the U.S. in regards to the seemingly 
unintentional, perhaps intentional, we don't know, um, homophobic and transphobic and all sorts of things, censorship. This that is was heavy, a, man. That's a lot. A, this is actually one of the most pertinent questions of our generation. Mm. If I blow it out a little bit for you, because I have come across this issue not from the LGBT uh, or LGBTQ perspective, but as a pro-Second Amendment supporter, uh, YouTube has done the same thing where they have demonetized and delisted videos of persons or persons, you know, uh, advertising or demonstrating firearms right mm. and they have done so under the same labels of mature content and so forth and so on but the overarching question is are companies like youtube which is all owned by google and they're all owned by the, the massive right operate alphabet which is just whatever it doesn't matter um they have become so predominant in everyone's lives nowadays that they essentially function as uh, de facto editors of what is allowed in public discourse. Mm. Now, for actual mm. newspapers, there's laws dictating this. You know what can be allowed and what rules you have to follow. But for media corporations like YouTube or Facebook, they kind of circumvent it. Right. That's become a big hot button issue, especially if you have views that are less than uh, the most popular. You know, if you have unpopular views on any, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're not in the majority of whatever the views are. Mm -hmm. So would you say some of it is fake news? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was real good. That's that's actually a part of it. Yeah, because now you have people like Congress clamoring for these corporations to self-regulate and find a way to you know, defeat the propaganda that's poisoning the minds of young Americans. See, but... Right. It's it's you know. Yeah. It's interesting because in in the realms of looking up YouTube jargon and all of that, apparently it's they want content creators to kind of regulate themselves as well as regulate the content creators, and it's it's this weird Venn diagram and and the the gray areas in the middle of of who is responsible. So, for example, with the the anti LGBT ads that are running before, apparently YouTube is placing that onto the creators because they have the tools of AdSense to curate what type of ads run before their videos. And if they think it's harmful or potentially not on brand with what their viewership should watch, they have the right to kind of say, no, I don't want anti-gay or anti-LGBT ads on you that know, type I, of thing. I would be very curious to know, and I don't want to, sorry to cut you off, I would be very curious to know because advertisers can go to YouTube and say, hey, these are the people I want to advertise to. Uh, run my ads on their videos. Right. I, w I would be very curious to know how much groups like, you know, the West Baptist Church mm -hmm. or I forget the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, that would be interesting. And, yep. and like the Pray the Gay Away organizations. Right. How much can they just go to YouTube and say, "Hey, I want you to target LGBTQ friendly videos and put my buy up that ideologue, yeah, right in front of their videos." Well, like, this is another I would, like. I'd love. I, I would just really quickly the backhanded um, situation of, of what I just explained is that YouTube has a strict policy about not harming or had like any type of hate speech. <laughs> um, so I think that that it's interesting that there's even an anti LGBTQ ad to begin Correct. with. That's what I'm saying. How is yeah. anti any person not fall into the category of potentially harming another? And the interesting thing is that while you were bringing this up, so I mean, I'm not, I'm not anti LGBTQ, but I'm not out actively searching videos and looking mm -hmm. at it. And I can say that I think I, on YouTube, I have almost never seen an anti-LGBTQ ad. Right. Yeah, so same. I'm finding that incredibly interesting to me because when you brought it up in my head, I was like, hold up. There are anti-LGBTQ ads on YouTube? Right. Holy shit. I did not know that. And that's kind of appalling to me that they exist to begin with on YouTube. Mm. I mean, that's a platform that... Um, multiple people it's, with multiple sexual preferences are using and why would you do something like that that would be like having you know an anti-ethnicity right on right? like predominantly like, maybe people of colors yeah, like pages right right like whatever ethnicity that those people are looking at yeah that, that's a kind of absurd yeah. so i mean it's i mean from my point of view i can give you a very specific example of i uploaded a video today and it got demonetized on what on the 555 thank you daniel where can we find that? Uh, YouTube.com forward slash the 555. And <laughs> no problem. Thank you. And 
within like two or three hours, um, the video is demonetized. And now the issue from a content creator's point of view is the majority of my views come within the first 24 hours of viewership. And now what that happens with YouTube's algorithm, they kind of intertwine and they say, oh, people are watching this video, therefore it's important, and it gets boosted up in search engine optimization. So with this, when it's demonetized, it's quote-unquote not suitable for some advertisements and or audiences. So that viewership, which is really important for me to get my video out there and, from my point of view, create revenue, is heavily damaged because the turnaround of unmonetizing, or rather monetizing this video, undoing their demonetization, takes about 20, like, I say two weeks. I was just going to say Two weeks. And not only that, but I have to submit a claim manually. I can't do it on the creator's app. I have to get to some sort of PC or laptop and actually submit a claim for YouTube. So even if there is some sort of kick up and fuss about, yes, these videos are being demonetized. Yes, um, anti-LGBT ads are running before it. Money talks. And content creators who make a living off of the platform or used to will not be along because it's not financially sustainable. Um, And the only thing, the only reason that I can see why that that particular video in the example is um, demonetized is because I said porn in regards to flower porn. So either YouTube is afraid of flowers or they're really homophobic at the heart. So, <laughs> well, one of those things, especially on that same topic of demonetization, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a pro wrestling fan. Hey yo, uncommon opinion, but uh, they have a they have a pay per view every year called Hell in a Cell, and they had all their videos demonetized because of the word hell, and so they had to change it to H O C. And so even YouTube content creators who do news videos and everything like that had to change it because everything was getting demonetized. Yeah, this this is the big issue. It's the big issue of our time, man, is that we have these massive corporations that based on internal policies, and remember, internal policies are, are decided on by people. So it, it ultimately boils down to certain people's viewpoints. They can essentially, with the wave of a hand, destroy untold number of people's livelihoods, you know? Right. So I, I guess to just throw it out there why now why is this happening now is there any type of implication that this is how our society as a whole is is going toward i don't i don't necessarily understand just why that's a good question yeah i don't have an answer necessarily um i'm not very involved in in content creation so i haven't been personally so i'm not involved in content creation nor am I very heavily involved in a certain, um, like, the LGBTQ community or a community that has really received, uh, you know, uh, hate right. in the past. Right. I just, so it's hard for me to answer that. It's sad, though, for me as somebody who totally has no problem with right. anybody's sexual views and, and how they want to live. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, I have no problem right. with it, so... Yeah, it, it's that that sucks. <laughs> and all I can think of is that they are writing hyper hyper sensitive right. algorithms to scan for trigger words or keywords, mm-hmm. and then just based on that blanket demonetize. You know, that could be That's across exactly a whole host of issues. A whole host of issues. I wonder if they demonetize uh, for the word jewel. Hey, right? <laughs> they should. Since since it's well, a big big going epidemic. Back po- going back to the point you said about the uh, the anti LGBTQ. Mm ads running before do you think that because within advertising you can geotarget uh so do you think that let's say a more southern state would have more of those ads than somebody let's say like with us in new york do you think that they would target specifically different regions and i'd love to see how much money they're throwing into that and what their campaigns are even looking like because as an ad guy seeing that and how much they're trying to take the strength so, so you really really so essentially you, you pose the point that it was very much intentional because if you're running an ad you want to get some sort of target audience right yeah i think i mean i i agree with that just from what i said previously the fact that i've never seen an anti-lgbtq ad ever and i mean that's not i'm not i'm not looking at lgbtq videos right. well now you are because our uh, podcast last <laughs> week our phones are listening. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, this this particular article says that one of those ads were as long as six minutes talking about, you know, the abomination of what is being LGBT. Sweet. I can't even believe that that's, like, legal. See, my thing is this, right? So we are all seeing this shift from 
traditional media dying. I mean, cable is is really going to be the thing of the past in the next 20 years or so, and things like Twitch and YouTube are just all sources of entertainment and information. And when you have the the yeah the, and the fake news um when you have these these imp- hang on hang on hang on <laughs> thank you donald um when your hairpiece looks great today when you have you. <laughs> when you Won't these very yeah right these very impressionable souls that are just trying to i don't know to to, to understand and get a better grasp of things i think that at, at what point do we that's the whole do we issue, hold people man. accountable? Do we hold corporations accountable? Right, and that's that's what I'm saying. That's the big thing. That is the big yeah. thing because there are things like we all universally agree on. Like we all all four of us in this conversation don't have any problem with LGBTQ people, right? I hate them. But there is a whole host of people, <laughs> and not not, not even just this record. issue. Every, that was Vinny. Remember, every issue has that flip side coin, right? Like even. Even like Bernard, take your field in science, and you're not necessarily a climate scientist, but there are mm. millions of people that are climate science deniers, and there are flat yeah. earthers, and there are <laughs> these yeah. these people are That's on every thing. topic, yeah. And yeah. it boils I mean, down to just... what will corporation? It's going to be will our corporations going to be the deciders of what media Americans can consume, right? Or will our government step in and, and regulate? Well. On this ah. weird tangent, but on the same line. I mean, look at Pizza Hut pi- fixing potholes. Like, you know, <laughs> it's it's. I don't know. Have we become so far with like this weird dystopia that corporations are not only buying votes but also running things yeah. that potentially a government should step in and decide? Yeah, it makes you wonder how. Yeah. Why is our? But is is the government is the corporations to a certain extent, right? right? So. False tweet. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you guys glad I went first? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a topic to lighten the mood. Thank you, Bernard. Transitions are hard. <laughs> so my topic is, um, it's going to be a little bit more conversational in the sense I want to hear all your input at various times, so jump in wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of want to generally talk about, so 29 years old, but I don't want to lose touch really with being youthful as you know i don't want to lose touch with the some childhood you things look old. <laughs> i look i look old i have crow's feet and i have sore knees and a lower back in the Tula, morning why, Got some bad news you why doesn't your shoulder hurt so uh, <laughs> CBD oil. but we we talked about that on the lost that's podcast. what we're gonna call it jerko's the lost <laughs> podcast we'll we'll release it when we're actually famous um so so I want to talk about, like, what kinds of things do you guys do to make sure that you don't, you know, you try to stay a little youthful. So, for instance, I really enjoy board games, uh, and my favorite type of board games are the very interactive kinds where you can actively, like, dick somebody over. So that, you know, it's not just like, oh, like... I'm Demonetized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Thanks, Bernard. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Real nice, Bernard. But I, I, I try nice. to I try to stay like play board games, and then also uh, I play in social dodgeball and flag football leagues. And like I, I really feel that if I didn't do those things, that I would really I don't know be more grumpy than I mm. am, and kind of be more of like a bah humbug, old fart. And that those are the kinds of things that like it reminds me of of at recess uh, when you know we would play dodgeball or, or whatever some weird forms of tag that more often than not i was catching my breath because i was overweight <laughs> and and not participating hashtag real life yeah but i mean Been you know there. it's those kinds of things those social interactions that are out of the ordinary now from the normal you know work mm. and pay bills and and get your shit you know sorry demonetized. <laughs> get your stuff together <laughs> so what are the kinds of things that you guys do or do you, you know, or do you wish you could do more so to kind of not lose touch with that youthful side? Anyone, Bueller? <laughs> Bueller? Um, well, for me personally, I never really thought about that in, in that terms of like, you know, I'm gonna do this so I, I like feel like I'm young. Like I, I guess I, I should say I don't ever feel like I aged out of the things I did as a kid. You know, I play games. Well, that's, that's that's why you're big. Yeah. So <laughs> I play games a lot, you know, and I do most of the social things you know it's just like we like we kind of got older so we had access to more resources to improve our social functions as opposed to you know just like hanging out at somebody's house um right i'll tell you one thing i miss the one thing i do miss is organized sports Mm. i don't have any real chance to play organized sports like just as a 
know, a, a random dude without a school function. Yeah. Yeah. You missed that spell basketball, huh? Don't you, Babby? <laughs> America. <laughs> I mean, there is there is something really fun about just being on a team and having a, a, a common goal, right. whether it be to win or just like to put up have a good, fun. yeah, just have fun or to put yeah. up, a, you know. Yeah, I've, I've played I played in a um, uh, what do you call it, a unisex uh, softball league, which was cool, it was fun. Um, but yeah, outside of that, like you know, I don't really. I would love to be able to find some. Like what you're doing, especially flag football or dodgeball, those things. Yeah. Are, you know, yeah. But I guess they are I mean, out there. I just have them. They have them. Yeah. yeah. yeah so like, like in, what I do is all through there's... a social organized site. I mean, you you pay for it, then they organize everything. Um, it's it's actually you know I moved to Boston three years ago. Had no friends in the area really. Moved here for work. <laughs> I used yeah I was in Georgia at one point. Um, but it's how I really made a you know a solid group of friends in the area is by participating in those things. Mm. Um, and I think that's a great thing, especially for somebody in your situation coming from New York, moving to a new city. It's a great way to meet people your same age, to have a, a something to do, because especially moving to a new area, it's hard. Dan, you might not want to go out. You yeah. stay in. Dan, you know what they have yeah. that you would fucking love? They have those adult... Demonetized. 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 They have adult uh, <laughs> summer camps. I know. I've seen that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, shocked that you haven't done it yet, dude. What? They have... I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, uh, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> shocked he hasn't covered my own that. And then, and then when you're like 50 or 60, you're the counselor for it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> for adult summer camp. Like, how old do you have to be people. to be the counselor for adult summer camp? I don't, I don't, I don't think, think there are counselors. counselors yeah. I think that's the point. There's like group, that, group organizers, that, I guess. That's a bad idea. Uh, you need a counselor. That's the point. You need a counselor. <laughs> oh, those camps are exactly what you think they are. Exactly. Exactly Fuck what you're thinking. Yeah. Yep. Drinking, fucking, smoking. Demonetized. Demonetized. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, so they have ski ball in the city. Like those are, and I'd love to do one eventually. It's just kind of getting up there and doing it. You know, barcades are really popular nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just went to one yesterday. Uh, Barcades are great. It's a great concept and it's fun. That's also for your birthday too. For my birthday? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the same one we went to. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. But um, great machines there. But, you know, I mean, I think and then if you we want to have kind of like an underlying like uh, thing going on here, do you think that today's generation with all the social media and, and, and sucked into the phone and everything like that, do you think that they miss out on that kind of of camaraderie or that group dynamics or are they getting it in a different way? I think it's different. Yeah. So, like, we're all in different places. Like, I'm in the city, Vinny and Matter and Rockland and Bernard's in Georgia. We, um, that's, like a, we that's play... a weird way of saying Boston. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think that's how you spell it. Um, but we play Overwatch together. Like, we play a video game together. And I think that it's really brought us together in a way that, like, yeah, we talk and we have a group message, but, like, we don't speak as frequently mm-hmm. or, like, candidly yeah. as we do when we're playing a video There's game There's no together. in-person and, and... interactions. Like, there wasn't school every day. Right. Yeah. And FYI, for the dozens and dozens, and dozens of listeners, I hate Overwatch. I only play to talk to my <laughs> friends. Because you're a Hanzo main. I'm a Hanzo main. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting to me. I wonder, well, like, I, I wonder what, what uh, like, on that, if I... On that topic, yeah, Bernard, go ahead. research tells us, yes, that although we are the most connected we have ever been as, like, a, a civilization, people individually feel more and more isolated Absolutely. Just think about, I mean, if you live in a major city, then think about this. And if you don't, then just hear it out. I take the train to work and I'm on a car packed with minimum 20 to 50 people. And everyone is on their phone, headphones in, no conversation, no eye contact. You're in a car with 50 other social beings of your species of your elk <laughs> your species and they don't even want to acknowledge your existence yeah, that's that's the weird thing is that we've entered this like twilight zone of human interaction where personal it really is it's it don't take place anymore. It, i and, i literally see people with headsets in and think of cybermen from doctor who yeah especially with the new ones the new ipod the, uh, head, yeah cyber immediately Cyberman. Yeah. But it's per- and that's, that, it's pervasive, too. Like, if I, hypothetically, if I call one of you right now, you're going to be like, why the fuck are you calling me? Why is he calling me? I'm just texting me. Right. And that's so we, we have right there, we have lost that voice, you know, voice-to-voice communication. But yeah. That's, that's I, become the norm. 
as a as like a male in in New York City, I'm always looking for that one girl on like the subway that like would actually talk to me or something yeah, along those lines. Yeah, I felt that way too when I was single here. I would always look for it, and no girl would ever look me up too. from the phone. I mean, or even if you do like a little smile, it's always like put your head right back down. Maybe it's just because I'm too attractive right. for that. But <laughs> it happens. You're intimidating, Danny. You're intimidating. I mean, I had this one friend who started talking to somebody on the train, and like you you don't know when you're gonna see this person mm. again. Like, you can have a great conversation, but we are so connected, but you don't know if you could ever see that person again in your life, unless, like, you have the same commute and, like, you have the same train yeah. station I or think something like that. we are all, like, the type who would make a friend in the line to, like, the bathroom or the bar. And we're ju- I hear that's where the dicks I mean, hang out. that's why. <laughs> Demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays, if you interact with someone in person it's like what do you want or this guy's weird you know there's no everyone in everyone in public has a very guarded correct view on things because they they just they just perceive anyone that comes up to them as having malintent or yeah yeah no wonder customer service is going downhill (laughs) (laughs) yeah so with that being said i guess you know I, I think it's important to try and stay social. I mean, we're all in this together. and it, We're all in this yeah. together. I mean, if you're, you know, instead of trying to get, like, millions and millions of Instagram friends, why don't you make some real-life friends? Boom, capiche. I'm done. Somebody else go. <laughs> Thank you, George Carlin. Make some friends. Make some friends when we just you know, yeah, unanimously agreed that it's impossible to talk to people in public. <laughs> Boom, make some friends. Yeah. yeah. Break the social norm. Put your fucking phone down. Take your headphones Look up. out. Take your fucking headphones out. Take your backpacks off when you get on the train because that's fucking Truth. rude. There's, train and, uh, and, 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 and why don't you just fucking smile at the cute girl until she feels uncomfortable? <laughs> Thank you, Joey. <laughs> Is it Joey? Is it what's his name? It's fucking Joey Calvaca <laughs> here. Hey, Joey C coming to you straight from the heart of Binghamton. <laughs> oh, well, on that van, anyway. I have a good one. Um, since we were talking about what do you do to scale, feel young, and, and social interactions, let's talk about tech. Uh-oh. Everyone in America, I should say most people in America, there are still some uh, financial uh, restrictions on people. <laughs> But most people in America have some sort of tech device they carry around. For most people, it's a phone. Mm. And for a large percentage of those people, it's a smartphone. And then beyond that... Mine's a little bit <laughs> slow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Beyond that, most people have televisions, laptops, PCs, or personal computers, gaming you know, stations, Xbox. Smart speakers? Whatever it may be. <laughs> but... At the rate of development, everything we have is outdated, usually within a year or two. Right. But how often do you upgrade tech? Most people say, I think statistics say that most people won't upgrade their phone unless it breaks or their contract uh, mm-hmm. allows for it or the free Expired. upgrade. Yes. However, comma, when I say most, I mean only about 52% of people. Ooh. So we're talking about there's a large chunk of people out there that will mm-hmm. religiously update technology, you know, whatever it may be. I just want to. I just want to. I want to comment on this, but first, I want to say: Are we pronouncing commas now? <laughs> <laughs> Do it in the mean streets. Exclamation point! You should know. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Dan. Sorry. Uh, you know, I have a friend who every single iPhone he gets it, and like no matter what, it's just he buys it. I've had the same phone for uh, six years. Some people, that's that's kind of where they get their kicks. But like, yeah. if I can call people and text, and if it's not super super slow, oh yeah, I don't. G- my brother-in-law, as soon as the phone comes out, boom, he's got to get it. I worked with somebody, same exact way. They have to have it. I'm rocking my sister's old gold, uh, rose gold iPhone nice. because because for Free boy six beat. months, yeah, because Free for six beat. months, six months prior to her giving me this, I was rocking my the iPhone uh, 6s and the whole screen was shattered but yeah maybe you should have a case well yeah that's a that's for a different topic daniel <laughs> that that's for the topic on protection that's fair however um yeah i'm not one of those people but yeah there's a lot out there and i can't i can't imagine the qua- the the kind of money that they're yeah, spent to now, me now, to me it's like they're throwing it away obviously there's quantifying know. factors like nobody upgrades a car every year unless you're in like the obscene point one percent of people that would well be in this country mm-hmm. but things like cell phones and, and uh, fake news computers laptops 
fair. And then, of course, there's the other aspect where companies know this, right? So that they put out mm-hmm. these contracts, uh, sign up with you know whatever telecommunication company it is, and get a new phone. Mm. But you know, it turns yeah. out that you're financing that phone, and really nowadays you don't even own it; you're renting that phone. Right. So upon completion, oh, yeah. you have to turn it back in. Right. Well, I mean, we all, I hope, are aware about that lawsuit that, um, was it Verizon or Apple? I don't even know. I'm, I'm saying that everyone should know. But <laughs> Real <everyone>. nice bag <laughs> of donuts. Every time, you know, that you're due for an upgrade or something, I think they would purposely slow down the technology. Yeah, or, that was, a- Apple got found out Apple. that they had released updates to the software of their older phones that was essentially killing the batteries in their phones. But they had claimed it was for... Uh, like the health of the phone or Security. something. Yeah, some some reason to prolong but really what it was killing the phones, people would upgrade sooner. So now with the statistic of almost the majority being flipped of people, you know, upgrading their tech and and whatnot, um, don't you think that it would be in the best interest of companies and manufacturers to make products that do not last? They, yep. they do. That's exactly yeah. right. PlayStation two was the first one that I remember. After a two-year mark, every single PlayStation 2 broke. Really? I, Ring of Death on the Xbox? I think PS2 is, is known for that. I just don't understand the mindset of, like... I mean, we, we were, or we are, called away, like, the throwaway kind of culture and consumer. And Consumerism. when does that stop? I, I, I just... Nope, never. It's called money, man. Well, hypothetically... And again, um, this is how you get your kicks. Like, if you love getting the new phone, that's more power to you. I spend my money in stupid right. ways, too. Not not that it's stupid, but hey. Are those Lego different. figures I see behind you? <laughs> not stupid to you, but perhaps stupid to other people. But that's, thing, that's but the, exactly. Right, that's the thing, though. Everybody's got their, their kids. Hypothetically but, speaking, if money was no object, would you upgrade no. a piece of technology no. as frequently as possible? I wouldn't. I'm no. almost no. like a tech-phobe. I just think that the amount of money for new technology um, – and nothing's hovering, you know. There's no, there's nothing that's like way out of ordinary that I would splurge an eight hundred dollar purchase for. Yeah, like the new iPhones are like new emojis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Bigger like, screens. Yeah. No, sorry, I'm not gonna give you a thousand dollars so I can make my face into the pa- a panda but, face. Like, yeah, it's cool. Awesome. But Perhaps though, it is pretty awesome. You know, I, my first smartphone was a BlackBerry when I was twenty one. BBM yeah, exactly. Baby. I mean, now, but since technology is coming out so quickly, <laughs> copyright, um, <laughs> that maybe it is just the norm for the the younger generation and those who are establishing can afford it to just chuck it and get the new thing. It's, man. Uh, yeah, it's the instant gratification, mm. like it's instant gratification, and it's also I don't know. I can't. I mean, this is me just kind of like speculating and 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 not being a parent, Conspiracy but you theory. see. Yeah, well, you see, you see this often where like babies or toddlers have like iPads in front of them at their yeah. lunch. Shark, dark, 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 dark. And so, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, a lot of parents, I think, want a path of least resistance. And so, if getting your child that new technology, so that not only that, but I'm sure that there's kind of like within. I don't know this, but I would assume maybe there's like social pressures. Mm, yeah amongst yeah. them to have the newest and the latest well, was, and then i was gonna say we are we are fortunate as americans to be a wealthy enough society but it's almost synonymous with growing up in our country nowadays that as a child you will have a smartphone you will have a tablet you will have a laptop right the entire it's also length this, of your childhood yeah it's also this fear-based culture that i mean some for some portion is is understandable and some aspects aren't but you need to always be able to be in touch mm. with your child or they have to always be able to reach out to somebody in the event of an emergency. Yeah. But yeah. up until like 2004 or five, no, yeah. that was not a pay thing. Phone. And people were, <laughs> people were yeah. fine. I, I had to use the pay. I call collected my mom and my aunt all the time from the mall to, <laughs> to get, to get picked up. Beepers, baby. Yeah. The beepers. <laughs> I remember when my sister got a beeper, she was so hyped. And then I got a cell phone and she was mad. <laughs> I remember your first cell phone. It, it had, was like, so skulls cool. on it. It was so cool. It, it was you push two buttons on the side and the screen popped Ooh. up. It was, yeah, it was really cool. Ooh. I didn't have a cell phone. If I could, I'd still have that phone. That's how much I, <laughs> I don't care about smartphones. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, I had a flip. I didn't have a cell phone until I was eighteen. Mm. That was two thousand eight, and I didn't get a smartphone until I guess two years later. 
but I will admit that, that makes sense the, though, because we weren't really friends till then, right? <laughs> hey, <laughs> the, the, no way of reaching you. The jump. I mean, I don't even text people back if they have green text. <laughs> the jump in technology is is pretty noticeable. Like the smartphone addiction is real. You know, if you, yeah, it would be curious to do a social experiment well, and see how many people could go without their smartphone and for how long. You know, forever. But it's crazy. It's crazy too with the technology that we have, like with a smartphone, having the ability to have all the information in our hands. We're changing it's changing our society in both a positive and a negative way instead of memorizing a formula like you did mm. in math you could just google it and have it right in your hand so looking from it from an advertising perspective that's so much power for the advertiser right. it's a lot of power but so if you want to talk about business it's a lot of power because anything that people look at and and, and search uh companies have access to it we talked about it uh, last yeah. time that's a, a lot of power but for some, I work in a field of the of research where people have to like. If you don't know something, you got to go learn right. it. That's it's really helpful there. It's really powerful because if I don't know something, let's say if I got to start doing something on like epilepsy and I don't know anything about epilepsy, I can go and if I read the appropriate material, in a couple of hours I could have a decent understanding of it. Yeah, but it also breeds a lot. You know, it's it's just like Spider-Man. Great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and you get a lot of people... R.I.P. Uncle Ben. Yeah, but you get a lot of people that are reading, like, um, doing the bare minimum work and think they're they're an expert. Right. And, and they'll just take the first thing that they read and they'll spout it as gospel. And uh, so it's almost like we're at this age where we have so much information at our fingertips, yet because it's so accessible... We have some dumb people that think they're smart. Right. <laughs> everybody thinks that they're so smart because they got Wikipedia in their pocket. Right. But they're but they're not, and it's problematic. Yeah. Well, how how would you judge? That? Are you saying just the ability to memorize something is is telling you like? No, I'm saying that if somebody looks it up, they'll repeat it like it like if they look it up and they oh, okay. and they read it and they don't do further right. research into it, yeah, they'll yeah. just repeat that one thing like it's like it is matter of fact. Right. Yeah, the basis of their foundation is is just it's minimal. It's porous. <laughs> but but however, they are so uh, firm in what they're saying that it's problematic. It's not like they're willing to say, "Yeah, but I just looked it up." Right. It's it's like they firmly believe it because they just read it on their. Cell so phone. we're talking about the American hey. political system. <laughs> hey, fake news. Oh, we're not talking about Amazon. Oh. <laughs> Although that does make me wonder, just you know, tangent wise, I wonder if education will change to account for that, right? Like, mm. you don't need to memorize certain mathematical formulas anymore, or even chemical formulas, or mm. you know, cursive. <laughs> cursive. Yeah, exactly. Cursive out. So instead of going to the library and learning the uh, bi- whatever it was called, the biblio, biblioteca. <laughs> no, the what the the card system oh, the, that the, I the clearly I clearly <laughs> learned so well that I can't even you know remember what? the goddamn Having name of it. Having fun isn't hard if you have a library card. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of going to the library and learning That's that, an everyone's gonna have to whip out their smartphones <laughs> and learn how to do appropriate Google searches. Oh, man. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if the internet will become so prolific that it's just we should change the name. To be part of your life. We should change the name of this to Four Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> hey, I'm not old. Oh, my God. Oh, all right. On a yes. lighter note, <laughs> speaking of uh, Arthur, because that was a great It's a show. wonderful time of day. Hey. <laughs> I am a big fan of the nostalgia. Granted, it's the 20 years kind of thing that they do with advertising and marketing things that were cool 20 years ago or are now cool again today if you look in a hot topic so one of my favorite things and one of my biggest pickup lines in my heyday uh had to do with 90s television so you have I'm nice a, wings you have, hey you have nice wings if you compliment a girl's wings it goes far <laughs> but my, my pickup line was my friend i would have let's say bernard you, you i would consider you an acquaintance uh, <laughs> We were in a bar, and I would say, well, I'm having a little debate with my, with my friend. He's a big Legend Hidden Temple fan, and I'm a big Double Dare mm. fan. Who do you think is right? One, if they don't know what that is, they're too young for you. You walk away. <laughs> That's fair. Two. That's actually, this is brilliant. Is actually. there such a thing as too young? Oh. Uh, Legally? Demonetized. Demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
in, in that vein, is I would always give my wingman the easier one, which was Legends of the Hidden Temple, because there was Temple Guards, different teams, it was cool, and that's, I would have to defend rude. Double Dare. That's rude. I can handle my own. <laughs> <laughs> so in your opinion, guys, I'm currently on Ranker.com, and what they do is they take... Uh, they rank different shows and, and television and characters and everything like that. What would be your top, let's say, three or four best game shows from Ooh, game the 90s? Shows. Jesus. I don't even know if I remember any. Uh, so while you think, I'm going to have my thing. I always love Legend of the Temple. But I, I, or Guts, Global Guts. I was just going to say Global well. Guts. Yep. And I was thinking about this a couple days ago, and I and I called Bernard. Yeah, you did. And I told so him can this, I not I was, participate in this? What? Can I not participate in this? <laughs> <laughs> the Lost Podcast. They don't know about that. But as 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 a chubbier kid growing up, I always wanted to be on one of these television shows, and I realized that there was never any overweight mm-hmm. kids on Legend and Temple or or Global Guts. Yo, but there was on Double Dare, and that was always <laughs> funny. <laughs> And so I was thinking, that's messed up. Like, granted, it would take me 45 minutes to climb the aggro mm. crag, but the show would be over. You get but to take home any... a piece of the astro <laughs> crag. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So what would be uh, your favorite game shows growing up, whether it be on Nickelodeon or, or regular? I mean, and, I'll, and I'll read you, like, the top five later. Yeah, give me the top five. That'll help. All right, top five. Fox's Family Double Dare, which I don't even remember. Fox? That doesn't even have... Yeah, it says Fox's Double Dare is number five. I know Nickelodeon's Double yeah. Dare. Ooh, number four is fantastic. It is where in the <laughs> is world is... San Diego? Oh, sick. That was a good one. That one was an amazing wow. show. That was a good one. I remember going to... I forgot about ...the that. library to play that because it was like, a, like they had a computer game. Computer game, yeah. You know, it was Figure It Out in the 90s or is that 2000s? No, Figure... Uh, With Summer Sanders! Yeah, Somers- who was Olympic? <laughs> Olympic uh, gold medalist, I want to say Olympian. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, was, you're right. She was, she was really a swimmer. Girl. I think it was in 2000 because it's not on this list. Okay, okay, go ahead, continue. Uh, number three was Global Guts. Okay. Guts, do you have it? Where you know, I always felt bad for Mo. Mm. Remember the judge that no one cared well, about? Mo was, Mo. Mo was the one that would talk to the astrocrack. Yeah, but she would get yelled at, and the score's Mo. It's so much better. Yeah. And now to score more. <laughs> what if she's not ready? And then uh, Legend of Temple 2 and Double Dare at 1. So would you guys, besides Fox's what Double the? Dare, would you think that it would go So I like San Diego Guts Okay, Temple, so m- me personally... Are we talking Nickelodeon only? No, I'm, I guess nah. this list only has really Nickelodeon. Nah. They have Nick Arcade up there. I'm fine what with What would it. you do? Because I liked all those, and that's kind of predominantly what I was watching. Uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple is number one for me. I agree. Yeah. Um, because what there was, was a really fun component where, like, they taught you history things, but they taught it in such a way that it was, like, it was fun. Like, like, and so looking back on it, uh, there was a story to it. It was a lot more than just a game show because they would try to make, even though if you really pay attention, the activities were repetitive, they would, like, try to spin a web of a story around why they p- picked that activity. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. My team, that's a good question. Uh, it was the Green Monkeys. Oh yeah. Really? Is that that's the that's the that's the team, right? I'm not making that up. Yeah, that was that was a team. Yeah, so uh, I like Green and I like Monkeys. monkeys? So No, no Silver, Silver Barracuda. No, Silver Snakes. Silver Snakes. It was Red Monkeys, mm-hmm. Orange Iguanas, Silver Snakes, Blue Barracudas, Purple, Purple Parrots. parrots. And green, green, green jaguars. Fact check. Joke. I'm gonna do it right now. Fake news. So they're okay. all. Uh, what's the word? Um, alliteration. You guys carry Animals. on. Yeah, I have to Facetime my mom. They're singing "Happy Birthday" right oh, now. I'll happy be back. birthday, Karen! But I gave Karen. you my. I gave you mine. Happy birthday, Karen. Thank you for giving us your answer. <laughs> With that messy room. Uh, top game shows. You know what? From the '90s, like. I fucking loved it. was on Nickelodeon, but they had that game Demonetized. show. Demonetized. What's up? <laughs> Demonetized. Uh, Demonetized. <laughs> Do you remember that Gladiator game show, yo? Yeah. Oh, American Gladiators. Great. That was they had the, so like, the, good. They like the air cannons firing the tennis balls. Oh, like, yeah. Target, they're, just getting, they're getting pelted <laughs> by. Yeah. 
And they do fights with like the Q-tips and everything like that. Yeah, oh yeah. Gosh. And then there was like the surfer guy, and like everybody looked like they were pro wrestlers. Yeah, and the final challenge was so whack. You had to like run through these screen doors. Yep. And there might be like a pro wrestler behind some of the screen doors, and you got to get past them. <laughs> you had to do so it like three or four funny. times. <laughs> and they would just get hurt. You just feel so bad because yeah. they were like a normal finance guy. Yeah, oh, and he was yeah. like. Do you yeah, yeah. do you guys remember like this is a stretch, but it, I think it was like Wienerville, 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 yeah. where they had like human heads on like a little tiny body. I do not. Yeah, Wienerville. That was like my yeah. crack. I couldn't look away from it. I don't remember if it was some sort of game show of sorts. I think they had like challenges or mini challenges within, but I remember going to Nickelodeon Studio Florida um, and seeing like a live taping of that and it was so so weird. Did you really? That's so it was cool. so weird though. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. I I think it was a game show. It was definitely Wienerville. I'm looking at it right now and I remember the guy's face because it was like one actor and he always yeah. reminded me like kids in the Even hall thinking or about like, like that. the theme song makes me somewhat nauseous though. Wienerville. Yeah, Wienerville. Right? <laughs> it was just so like someone took a lot of drugs and came up with the concept oh, of that yeah. show. Oh yeah. I mean, shout out Winterville guy. If you have the and money to do it, this is how yeah. Jerkos came about. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Oh, did you ever, Mark you ever see the Carmen Sandiego one? I forgot what it was. Yeah. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Yeah. yeah that, that was number five. I don't know. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? That was my favorite. But one. I was too stupid to figure out what was happening, to be honest. I could, I and, could yeah. never find her. <laughs> Oh, yeah. In the game or in the show? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I also love Nick Arcade. Do you remember that? That's a, that's oh, a yeah. Old it was like they had to play a regular, like they were in a video game. Like as the audience, we would see them in a video game. And they would like jump over pedestals and like mm. see things. I always wanted to know what it looked like as like a participant. Green screen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Think about the lag, though, with the technology back then. It was probably pretty bad. Yeah. What's the one where at the end, if you won, they would always send you to, like, Space Camp? Oh, that oh, was yeah, double you're right. Yeah. Space Camp was such a great prize, too, I feel. Yeah. Now they still do it. They brought it back for a new season, yeah. uh, like, today in 2018. Double Dare's one with the and red they, flags. Yeah, yeah, orange yeah. Flag. yeah. And you crawl yeah. through the nose yeah. that everyone always yeah, falls. You always had to get a flag, yeah. Always false. And it's crazy because it was 60 seconds. Think about that. You have to go through, I think it's 12 or 10 events. In With the bicycle? Remember, and the pizza? Remember yeah. the pizza? You had to <laughs> the pizza. Find the I can't find a flag. In, in, I can't do anything in 60 seconds, let alone find a flag in a pizza or a burger or something like that. Like, Jeez, that's Joke. intense. That's funny. But going back to your additional pickup line thing. There's Nick at yeah. night now, so I don't know if that age thing is is like exactly acceptable because there are reruns floating <laughs> around on the interwebs and all of that. I mean, if you look at Hot Topic, that's all they have now. It's like 90s. I stuff. know, like cat dog. Yeah, who are they? Who are they appealing to? Right? Is it like 30 year olds going to Hot Topic now? Daniel, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> not 30. Not 30. Like, are there teenage um, I mean, girls uh, and guys that go into Hot Topic and they're like, "Yo, this is my jam." I think. I mean, like, I, I, I go, if there's a cool shirt that doesn't look too nerdy, I would buy it. But I think it's more the generation below mm-hmm. us that think that looked up to people who were in I that think generation. It's like or like a weird meme or something. You know, like, it's be- like The Office, right? How long has The Office been off air? Tune in. And a while, but it's kind of like the new age Seinfeld. Oh, hey, you back from Georgia? Right. I'm back. <laughs> but The Office is like the new age Seinfeld. Like, it's syndicated, it's on Comedy Central right. now. That, I mean, yeah. It has it, it. It was really popular when it was on, and it also has this like cultish following. It, it's 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 Seinfeld now. It's, it's timeless. Which I never liked Seinfeld, but I I really li- I hated it as a kid, but I really like it now. I think it's hilarious because it's it's more relatable to me now as an adult. I understand that. It's just that awkward, weird like situational humor and it's like yeah, yeah that's funny because i've been there <laughs> I mean, i've been there when it comes to situational humor curb your enthusiasm i find oh for sure oh, top, by far the best well yeah. yeah i have a great but seinfeld is like pre-curb yeah same people it's the same yeah, writer larry yeah, david yeah. it's just not filtered on hbo what were you saying fantastic then? i have a great curb like episode like you know how if you watch curb you're like oh well i have this great situation that larry would be in and oh, yeah. get in there i don't want to get into it future it's podcast like, it would be demonetized, demonetized. Yeah, be demonetized. <laughs> a future lost podcast oh god i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay remember those dunkin donuts oh, back? how will america know what kind of calories are in donuts 
<laughs> well, they could pull out their smartphone and be experts on Apparently. it. Apparently. What constitutes but an to, expert? I feel like we're very negative and we kind of shit a lot on, 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 you know, the current state of things. But I just want to say that technology is also a beautiful oh, thing. Because sure. I was able to just sing happy birthday to my mom. And she's back in New York and I'm in Boston. And I was able to Georgia. see her. Like, it wasn't just on the phone with FaceTime. Mm. And, and, and so... I'm sorry for the listeners out there that think we're just <laughs> well, old grumpy men. You know, it's about grumpy you know guys. knowledge and how you implement it. You know, it's that's just yeah. all it's it is. How you use it. It's not the size; so it's the how line. you use it. <laughs> the motion of the ocean. Hey. <laughs> well, does anybody have anything they want to add? Um. Well, did you know that Dunkin' Donuts was created in 1946? <laughs> <laughs> It used to be open kettle until 1950. <laughs> Did you guys also know that for uh, an investment of fifty to sixty thousand dollars, you could start a food truck that could make up to three hundred fifty to four hundred k a year? What would your food in the truck be named? Oh, it, well, I guess the one that uh, Babby gave me was already used, so it would be Nona Santas or Impossible. Impossible. Alrighty then. Well, hang on, guys. We forgot one thing. Our sponsor. Our sponsor. Spoon underscore review. Also, our podcast is sponsored by Spoon Review. New spoon reviews every week. If you go to Instagram underscore spoon. No, wait, spoon (laughs) underscore review. (laughs) Why put that spoon in your mouth when you can put it in Daniel's? Come spoon with me. Spoon review. Fan of milky white liquids. Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna get anti-LGBTQ <laughs> messages in front of this podcast? Yeah. yeah. Demonetize. Demonetize. <laughs> well, any final thoughts, anybody? Uh, all I want to say is uh, happy Hump Day. I looked forward to podcasting with you, gentlemen, all day, and now I'm glad that I was able to do it twice. Yeah. Two for one. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. Two for. So that baby. means next week we have it off, right? Hey, uh, nah. That means next week we have it off, but you have to somehow <laughs> fill. You have to fill in your vocals to our three recordings oh, somehow. Oh. Babby, any finishing uh, finishing words of wisdom? Uh, I think we uh, wrapped it up pretty well. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Vinny, anything? Um, don't jewel kids. It's not cool. <laughs> we didn't even touch on it in this podcast. Stay in Way school, to go, Vinny. Don't jewel. All right. <laughs> yeah, just because you right. got a smartphone don't mean you're a fucking genius. <laughs> Capiche? Capiche. Toodly doodly. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Jerko's podcast. Please follow us on all social media, if we ever get around <laughs> to doing it, to at Jerko's podcast. Once again, my name is Daniel Joseph Simone with my colleagues. Pretty boy B. Big baby. Yeah, my name is Vinny Go Away. I don't like you. <laughs> my cousin, you my got mine in your tires. <laughs> Have a wonderful evening. <laughs> Toodles. Bye. Bye. <laughs>